You're listening to the Frugal Spender Podcast, where we have conversations about the one thing you've always been told not to talk about, personal finance. Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 19, and today we're going to delve into the age-old question, should you overpay your mortgage? A big topic like this needs to be prefaced with clarifying that this episode is purely for information. I am not giving anybody specific advice, but just sharing information that I've learned myself and that I think you might find useful. If you do want to get specific advice for your situation, definitely reach out to a financial advisor, planner, mortgage advisor, somebody with lots of letters at the end of their name that are heavily regulated and can direct you to the right place. Okay, so the topic of overpaying your mortgage creates a fair bit of divide between people, but in particular in the online personal finance content creation space. And although I spend a lot of time there, believe it or not, the space is pretty small. But like most things when it comes to your finances, the reality is there are pros and cons to both sides of pretty much any argument. And in my opinion, the side that you do take will really boil down to your current financial situation or position and your mindset and also your risk tolerance. And this is a big reason why you need to establish what your future goals are. You need to know where you're aiming and big questions like this, like should I overpay my mortgage, will be easier to answer when you know where you're going. So in this episode, I'll go through what I believe to be the pros and cons of making regular overpayments on your mortgage and how it could potentially play out with some real numbers. Even if you don't currently have a mortgage but are looking to get one in the future, hopefully this episode will give you something to think about and when you do finally purchase a home, you'll be better informed. Okay, so let's start with the basics. I mean, the real basics. What is a mortgage? Well, a mortgage is a loan you take out to buy property or land generally with a bank or a building society. You're going to be required to put up some sort of cash in the beginning, which is known as a deposit, before you are loaned the rest, which you're probably recognizing is the main obstacle for the majority of people. The loan is either offered at a fixed rate, which is set for a period of time, or a variable interest rate, where the rates of interest paid is dictated by other factors, things like the Bank of England base rate. A mortgage is secured against your home, which means that if you don't keep up with the regular repayments, the lender can just take the home back, which is known as a repossession. Not cool, but sadly, definitely real. When I was researching for this episode, I came across some promising statistics, though. The data clearly shows that less and less people in the UK are getting their homes repossessed, especially since the 2008 crash. For example, in 2009, 48,900 homes were repossessed in the UK. And compare that to the most recent data from 2019, where 4,580 homes were taken back by lenders due to inability to pay. It appears that the reduction in repossessions is as a result of both the unemployment rates dropping and tightening government policy around lending. Now, obviously, it'd be better for that number to be zero, but the fact that it's reduced by a factor of 100 means that things are going in the right direction. So there's at least that. But the main takeaway for me is that you should think of a mortgage as a very long-term necessary loan for most people. Necessary because the vast majority of us just do not have the ability to go and buy a home outright. Okay, so that leads us nicely into overpaying your mortgage. Overpaying your mortgage is simply paying more than the amount set by your lender, which could be thought of as your minimum payment. The minimum payment being the number that all of us actually care about, how much money is going to be leaving our bank account each month for the privilege of living in the house that we decided to move into. 
So you could make regular monthly overpayments on top of the minimum payment that's already set up via direct debit, or you can make one-off lump sum payments too. Different situations would dictate what you do. If you have a bit of excess salary that you want to put in that direction, you can do it that way. Or if you come into some sort of inheritance or windfall or something like that, then maybe a one-off lump sum payment would be attractive. Okay, let's dive straight into what I believe to be the positives of overpaying your mortgage. Firstly, you will be mortgage-free quicker. Wow, insightful. Now, at face value, that seems pretty obvious. But have you considered what it would be like to be mortgage-free earlier than you expected? actually owning your home outright. And I can only imagine that that's going to feel pretty good. And the sad reality is most people continue to move up in house price close to their retirement. And as a result, continuously delaying paying off their mortgage. As you earn more money, your salary gets higher, you want to move into a bigger house. And only when you get to retirement, most of the time is when you decide to downsize as opposed to thinking, I want to be mortgage free by the time I get to retirement. But think about what you could do with that extra mortgage payment every single month. More holidays, more investing, more anything you want to do with your hard-earned money other than give it to the mortgage provider. Just to put into perspective how quickly you could pay off your mortgage if you're overpaid, let's take an example. Uh, if you have £150,000 repayment mortgage on an average 25-year term at an interest rate of 2.25%, making monthly overpayments of just £50 would shave two years and four months off your mortgage term and you would pay nearly £5,000 less over the term in interest. And in the same situation, if you overpaid £100 a month, you would reduce your mortgage term by four years and three months and pay nearly £10,000 less in interest. And of course, this scales up. The more you can overpay, the more those numbers are going to reduce and you're going to be mortgage-free quicker. Money-saving experts have a great overpayment calculator that you can use. So just stick mortgage overpayment calculator into Google and it will come up. Play around with the numbers because I think that is a huge motivation for a lot of people. It certainly was for me and is for me. Okay, secondly, you're going to pay less interest. So as you can see from the examples I just gave, you pay less interest too as well as reducing your term. The money you overpay goes straight to the principal of the mortgage, and as a result, nothing goes to the interest. This means that when you overpay, you eat away quicker at the actual capital, the actual mortgage itself, the amount that you owe, and can save a large sum of money on your actual mortgage term. And this can be particularly important when you just take a mortgage out, because what tends to happen is you tend to pay more towards interest in the beginning of the loan, and then kind of sliding scale the closer you get towards the end. So if you overpay straight away, you're actually attacking the capital of the mortgage a lot quicker than you would in other scenarios. And finally, and the reason I personally overpay my mortgage in particular is freedom. I want to be free of any debt. I don't want to owe anybody anything. Having been in consumer debt myself and getting out of it has given me a taste of what I know it's going to feel like. And I want that on a larger scale. I want to have options because having no debt, including your mortgage, means that if I wanted to work a part-time job doing something I love, I can. I would likely have enough income to support the lifestyle that I wanted. But just think about that for a second. You own your house. Nobody has any say in what you do much earlier than the bank wants you to. Think about the different decisions that you could make in life. Just think about that mortgage payment, like I said earlier, instead of going to the mortgage company, what else could you be doing? Going on holiday, eating out, treating yourself with the money. And there you go. That's for me the pros that are not an exhaustive list, but the ones that certainly motivate me. So let's take a look at the cons. Now, firstly, you may get better returns elsewhere. 
So the question here really is whether you're better off putting your money into a high interest savings account, investing in the stock market or into a second property that you rent out. The reality is that most banks are paying you much less in interest than you're likely to be paying on your mortgage. And certainly at the time of writing this, for example, if your interest rate on your mortgage is 2.99% as an example, you will need to be getting at least 3% return on your savings, which is just definitely not likely. Not now, it hasn't been for a while, and based on the cost of living crisis, probably isn't going to be happening in the future either. However, it is true that you could potentially get more money in returns in something like the stock market or with property. But it all boils down to whether you would rather be debt-free sooner or have a mortgage until you retire or maybe even longer, maybe even until you die. Some people do not have an issue with being in debt their entire life. A lot of people think of a mortgage as just something that everybody has and you always will have. Now, although I do agree to a certain extent that a mortgage is good debt, you are buying an asset that grows in value over time, but the mortgage value doesn't. So in 20 years time, the mortgage doesn't go up with inflation. It seems relatively lower over time. And I can see the argument, but personally for me, owing nobody anything and when something like a global pandemic or a cost of living crisis comes along, it affects you way less than the average person who's kind of leveraged up to the eyeballs. Okay, and the second con, penalties. And as a rule of thumb, you can overpay your mortgage by 10% of your total mortgage balance per year. For example, if you have a mortgage of £100,000, you can generally overpay by £10,000 per year. But caveat, all mortgages can vary and you're going to need to see how much you're able to overpay without being penalised. Just call your provider. Typically, the penalties range from 1% to 5%, which doesn't seem like a lot of money, but it could start adding up with regular overpayments or if you decide to make a large lump sum overpayment. It's important to note that as you overpay your mortgage, the mortgage balance will reduce quicker, meaning that the 10% overpayment will need to decrease over time too. This can be overcome by remortgaging with a lender that allows you to make higher overpayments and even some providers might not have an overpayment limit at all. Do your research here and speak to your lender and just see what they say, but just make sure you don't get hit with penalties where possible. Okay, so to conclude, mortgages are a money maker for lenders. It's their sole objective to make a profit from you by taking a mortgage with them. And mine and my family's goal is to be completely debt-free, including our mortgage, within the next 10 years. Whether that's achievable, who knows, but it's definitely a goal that I would like to reach. This means that we were going to make regular overpayments on the mortgage and increase it in line with household income and every year review it and see if we can increase it if possible. So we currently overpay our mortgage slightly. It's only 15% of the minimum payment. So not 15% of the entire value of the mortgage, just 15%. So an extra 20, 30 pounds here. So we currently overpay our mortgage, which I'm increasingly trying to increase every single year, which means at the rate that we're currently doing it, we're going to be mortgage-free seven years earlier. And I anticipate that to be much less because with our reviews, um, I'm pretty much going through our budget and trying to find an extra £20 here, £30 there, and then automating it by just setting up the direct debit to go straight to the mortgage company. Although one of the cons I mentioned is that you can get higher returns elsewhere, it doesn't need to be one or the other. You can do both. You can invest in the stock market and you can overpay your mortgage at the same time. You're aiming towards the same goal, but you're just hitting it from two different angles. So why not overpay a little bit? Just get into the habit of doing it, and the rest of the money that you have for the long term, you can invest in the stock market or wherever it is that you want to invest your money.
And by doing this, you're investing for your future alongside becoming mortgage-free sooner at the same time. And when the mortgage has been fully paid off, you can just redirect what you're paying for your mortgage and use that cash flow towards other investments or to go on holidays and bring joy to your life. I cannot stress enough how much of personal finance is emotional. It isn't just about the numbers and what's getting you higher returns. You need to think about the bigger picture, the holistic approach to a certain extent, and what you actually want out of life. And on a final note, if you have got something out of this and you feel like this is something you want to do, you're thinking about potentially overpaying your mortgage, before you start, you should really do your utmost to make sure that you're debt-free other than your mortgage first and have an emergency fund of three to six months worth of expenses. This way, your financial foundation is going to be very strong. And even if things go wrong, like for many people at the moment it is, you won't be forced to stop overpaying your mortgage and investing until things get back on track. You're not going to get derailed. You can still continue on the same path and hit your long-term, medium-term, short-term financial goals. And yes, your emergency fund might drain a little bit, but then that becomes another goal is just to replenish it. So having that strong financial foundation couldn't be more important now than ever. And there you have it, guys. I hope this episode was useful and gave you something to think about. Guys, as always, thank you for listening. And if you want to support the podcast, please consider leaving a review. It really helps the podcast go up the ranks and as a result, reach more people and hopefully help them navigate the maze that is personal finance. If you want to reach out to me, feel free to do so on any of my social media channels or just send me an email at brian at frugalspender.co.uk. Until next week, peace. Peace.